Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live and local, it's time for the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Yeah, the irony is that I'm none of those things. Jovial? No. Caring? Ah, I used to be, but Twitter wore me out on that. Wacky? All right, sure. I'm Bart Winkler. Sam Schmitz is with us. Ryan Horvath today, 10 to 2, filling in for Bill. Some good news, it seemed like, in sports yesterday. An exciting day. We had Gary Bettman laying out a plan for the NHL playoff. And that was very exciting. The NHL is back. But is it? Uh, I mean, we still don't have a date on it. They've got a plan, so that's good. We want plans, but we still don't have a date. Mark J. Burns joins us for the Sports Business Journal. Covers the NHL, but forewarned, guys, he also covers the MLS and soccer. So there may be some soccer questions, not to alienate the audience too much. Mark, thanks for a couple of minutes. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. So the NHL announces that they have this plan for how they want to return. The season is over. The regular season is over. They're going to move on to a 2014 playoff. But as you noted on your Twitter account, Mark J. Burns 88, one of the reasons that Gary Bettman said there's no date is he said there's a reason there's not a date because anybody who gives you a date is guessing. So we, we got hockey back kind of. There's still no date. Is there still, do you think, a chance that we just hear a plan and never see hockey, or are they pretty committed to making sure that this plan gets enacted and gets enacted as soon as they can do it? I I think they're pretty committed, but I will say that at this point it is just a plan. Nothing is, you know, the way you said, hockey is is down the road back, but it's not 100% back. There are no dates for when games will resume. So to your question, yeah, I think hockey will come back. Um but that, you know, there's a small chance, you know, if there's a big outbreak somewhere in the country or if the numbers go up, that could theoretically change. Is there a reason why would they, if they don't know when, why would they come out and present this plan already? One, one reason is we're talking hockey, so maybe that's the reason. But then if it also doesn't happen, it kind of looks foolish. Yeah, fair. Um, I think that's a good point. Um, I mean, I... I I think there's also a, a, a move to, to want to be one of the first leagues or the first league to announce a plan, uh, a plan that sports is coming back and that your league is coming back. So yeah, sure. They can, they can have that sort of asterisk and, you know, 10 years when that's a good trivia question, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be able to take that. But um, yeah, I think, you know, it's possible, but uh, at this point things are progressing. As you saw yesterday with the news, there's a plan in place. There's, you know, phase two, three, and four, and that's sort of been outlined. Although phase three is still a work in progress um, for when, you know, possibly training camp uh, could begin. And hopefully hopefully individual workouts begin uh, early June. That's what the league is targeting, and that's uh, hopefully they're still on pace for that. 
I think it'd be good to see. I, th- I think that what's going to be interesting when sports are able to come back, assuming that they all can, for as much as we didn't have sports for two months, we're going to get a rush of stuff at like the same time where you're going to have a major horse race with a major playoff series and a couple different sports, baseball. I mean, the dream scenario is that they're finishing their regular season at the same time. You've got football. You maybe have a big golf tournament. So there's going to be an abundance, and they're they're trying to get these these they're going to try to get the schedule in. I think that one cool thing for a lot of people is you're likely going to get a lot of day games and multiple games in the same building over the course of a day, and and almost trying to cram this in. Is that what they're looking at? That they'll they'll find these hub cities, and then maybe they're going to play four games in one arena in one day, and we can watch hockey all day long. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, multiple multiple games um, every single day in some of these in these hub cities. Um, to what you said, two hub cities. That's still yet to be determined. There's a list of of about ten that's under consideration. But yeah, it's going to be um, hockey all day, every day, um, and hopefully that comes soon. I think the earliest the earliest commissioner Gary Bettman and, and Bill Daly yesterday said that uh, it looks like the earliest things could go for at least games. Would be early, or excuse me, late uh, late July, early August, with games being played into September. So, um, yeah, we could be seeing games, you know, hopefully in the next. I know it sounds too, you know far away, but in the next maybe two months. Um, so until then, we'll be <laughs> kind of talking about the plans and and where things go. Yeah, it's been two months of when are we going to get a plan? <laughs> now it's two more right. months of when is this plan going to take place? It does it the the thing that keeps catching me is when sports announces they're going to come back, then it's like, Oh, there's still three weeks. They got to train and get back in shape. And it's like, ah, it's going to just, I would even in prime time, show me the bucks practice. Show, show me the, show me the brewers doing warm up drills. I want sports so bad. The other thing that's interesting with the NHL is they're going to try to do hub cities. So they gave a list of 10. I did hear Bettman talking a little bit about how, the Canadian cities might be tough because you'd still have to go out there and quarantine for 14 days. So I would guess it's two American cities, Chicago close to us, the twin cities close to us. They could be the hub city. Do we know anything about who the front runners may be? Uh, and uh, cause I find it interesting that they announced 10 of them uh, when they're only going to look for two. Yeah, not to, not not in my reporting. No, um, who the front runners might might be, but to what you said in the fourteen day quarantine for Canada, I think if that can be relaxed, or I don't know how you would relax that, or how to maybe agree to relax it, and that's based on you know government and and local safety safety and health protocols. But if that can be relaxed and doesn't jeopardize uh, the NHL's plans, I think you would see an NHL city. I, th- I would put put my money on Toronto um, if you're going to have a Canadian city. And then from there, um, Las Vegas has been widely reported the last few months. Um, yeah, I would throw LA as, as, as a wild card in there. Um, so, yeah, I would say maybe one of those three cities. And I think you could see, you know, an Eastern Conference city playing host to Western Conference teams and vice versa. That's on the table as well. Um, so we'll see. But, yeah, 10 teams. I mean, Dallas is or 10 cities. Dallas is in there. That seems I I haven't heard any any kind of mention of Dallas to this point. So yeah, some of these cities don't seem like they're they've been even widely mentioned until this point in, in the list yesterday. 
it would be a 24-team playoff, 12 teams in each conference. The first four, a little round robin for seeding. The next eight playing each other to then see who takes on the top four. Mark Burns joining us. Mark J. Burns, 88, on Twitter with Sports Business Journal. Now, you also cover uh, the MLS and soccer. There was some discussion that they were going to do a tournament that wasn't like the regular season, but some other tournament at the Wide World of Sports Complex in Disney. I haven't heard much of that since. What Do we know about their latest plans to return, Major League Soccer? Not, not from a concrete announcement standpoint. I mean, you, they're possibly looking at games late late June, early August, but but even that, that still needs to be they ironed out. They still have a whole history, a whole host of issues that they need to solve with their with their players and and the league trying to cut player salaries. And they don't even have a ratified CBA at this point. Though so I think they could play without that ratified CBA. But from a player salary standpoint, that's been an ongoing discussion for the last few weeks. So. They're kind of uh, figuring out two issues right now, the player side and then also this Orlando type of model. Although all signs and all my conversations point to that um, happening, it's just a matter of time of figuring out details um, and kind of ironing out things. But the, all things are moving forward uh, in those conversations. Am I right on that? It would be a tournament that's not the regular season? Yes, that would yeah, that would be correct. The tournament that's not the regular season, and then hopefully they would play they would play in Orlando or you know whatever hub city that they decide, and then you know ideally they could um, go back to individual markets based on how things are from a uh, you know COVID nineteen standpoint. You could see teams playing on the road most of the time. You could see teams playing at home most of the time. Um, that's all. That's still all a work in progress as well. But um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Let me give you a background on me. Mark J. Burns, I love soccer. I it, I love it. I love it so much. I watched German soccer yesterday. I'm excited to watch some today. I played, I refed, I coached. I love it. I have a hard time really sinking my teeth into the MLS because I think it's a pyramid scheme. I think that they just keep expanding. I want to see promotion relegation, but the MLS is always like, well, we don't have a big TV contract. How are we going to make money? Oh, let's go to Cincinnati and charge them five hundred million dollars. Am I right? Is it a pyramid scheme and it's just disguised as a soccer league or no? Uh, that's unclear <laughs> to me. I mean, I just started covering soccer in the last uh, I don't know nine to ten months uh, at, at SBJ. So, um, I mean, that's unclear to me. But see what you said on the franchise values and the the, the franchise I should say expansions. The yeah, that certainly has gone up from a couple you know a hundred hundred fifty million a few years ago to. Over 300 million with uh, with Charlotte, um, and they're slated to come online next year. So, to your question, that's <laughs> that's still uh, I'm unsure <laughs> on that. But uh, the expansion fees have certainly gone up, and um, to MLS's credit, I mean, 25 plus years they're in their 26th season since they were founded. They've come a long way, but they, as a league, I mean, they still have a long ways to go um, from teams actually becoming profitable and making serious money. Their TV deal is pennies and pennies compared to the other major U.S. pro sports leagues. Um, so still a long way to go, but they've come a long way. Well, nobody goes to the games and nobody watches it on TV, yet they keep making money by charging these markets $506 million to join the league. I'm just saying it's interesting. Mark, appreciate your time. We'll make sure to catch up with you soon. Keep up the good work, and we will be in touch. 
Sounds good. Thanks for having me and be well. Yeah, you too. Good stuff from Mark J. Burns. You can follow him on Twitter, Mark J. Burns 88, covers the NHL and soccer for Sports Business Journal. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Great Midwest Bank has your passion outgrown your home. A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. And if you check out Mark's Twitter feed, there was some breaking news that I didn't get into with him. Another sports league is returning. Guys, breaking news on the fan. Brought to you by the Dell Technologies Small Business Podference. Go listen at radio.com forward slash Dell. Sam, drop everything you're doing and make sure you're sitting down. The NWSL is coming back. Yes. And that stands for? I don't know. <laughs> the National Women's Soccer League. All right. Honestly, I'll take any sports league coming back. So hopefully that means that other sports leagues will come back. Are you watching NASCAR? Absolutely not. See, I dude, I'm watching every night. Oh, I've yeah, I've heard. I've been watching a lot more UFC. Yeah, I've been doing that too. The NWSL, so it's the Women's Soccer League. They are going to have a 25 match spectatorless tourney on June 27th. That's when it will begin. All matches will be streamed live via CBS All Access, which costs ten dollars a month. They've also got a Star Trek show on there, and you can watch Big Brother. I don't know if there's going to be a Big Brother this year. Uh, The opener and the championship game will be on main CBS. So maybe we'll talk to Scott Grodsky about that at 9 o'clock, CBS 58. In fact, that will be the first thing I ask him. Because if anyone loves women's soccer, it is going to be Scott Grodsky. The Bucs, should the NBA return, it looks like they're going to get screwed We'll go over that with Eric Name. We'll lay out some of the plans next. Bart Winkler, Sam Schmitz, here on The Fan. Bart Winkler, Sam Schmitz. Ryan Horvath today, 10-2 to 2 in for Bill. We're going to talk to Eric Name. About 8.30. Sorry, I got to take a drink, dude. I just bit into a kind protein bar. And like, here's a drop. There's nuts in the back of my throat. All right, clipping that for the podcast this week. (laughs) Sam, I got... I didn't realize how big these nuts were, and now they're just hanging in the back of my throat. Oh, man. (laughs) Really? Mia, you tried to drink of water? Hold on, yeah. No, I'm serious. I got this protein. The nuts are no, huge. I know. Those, I've I've had those kind bars before. They're they're really good, but they they are a mess. Oh yeah, I already got chocolate over my hands. Jeez, look at that. I got nuts in the back of my throat, and there's stuff all over my hands. Am I talking to Bart or Rocco right now? <laughs> I'm good. I'll be good. Eric Name joining us at eight thirty-five. In uh, just a couple of minutes, we'll talk about some of these proposals. You're a big Bucks guy, Sam. You, you look at this; these proposals, and they, they they all hurt the Bucks. The Bucks, number one seed, Eastern Conference, home court. They were gonna blow through the Eastern Conference. I truly believe that. I think maybe the Heat would give a, 
a challenge, and I mean like win a game or two. I think they were going to blow through the Celtics and the Sixers. I was feeling pretty good about the Bucks. There's pretty much one way to beat them. Make 33s. Teams have done it, but you're not going to do that over a series. You're not going to do it. I know Toronto did, but it's not going to happen again. And then in the NBA Finals, they play the Lakers or Clippers, and we'll see what happens. But now it's like every proposal that comes out is against the Bucks. It's going to make the Bucks hard, like their journey harder. I'd almost, part of me is like, well, instead of making it harder and having the Bucks lose, let's just not have a playoff so we can always say the Bucks should have won. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Is there any of these other proposals that you like? You like at this point? No, I thought the NBA kind of had it pretty easy that you would just play a few games uh, of the regular season to kind of determine who gets the final spot in the AC in the Western Conference and then jump right into the playoffs. I don't know why they're trying to get you know cutesy with all these proposals right now. I just, I, I just don't. It's a good time to experiment in leagues if you want to try out new stuff, but I just don't think new formats is the way to do it. Well, yeah, like in baseball. Yeah. You didn't start the season yet. So go ahead and do a DH all over the place and see what that looks like. Love that. Go ahead and change up the divisions or whatever. You didn't start it yet. So that's fine. The NBA, and I know these are, you know, times that we could never have expected, but the NBA, the Bucks were playing this season as if they were going to play. They were playing for home court advantage and now they're not going to get that, but they were at least playing to be the number one seeded team. And now they might not even get that. The dumbest thing. I don't know why people want so badly the NBA finals to be reseeded. I, I don't get it. You have the East one through eight. You have the West one through eight. Everybody thinks that the West is so good and the East is so bad. And I don't think that's true. Now, some years, one's going to be better than the other. And maybe, you know, there's a decade. You look at the Jordan documentary where it's like the Bucks or the Knicks or the Pacers. Who's it going to be? The Bulls, I should say, not the Bucks. And then in the West is, oh, you got to play the Jazz. Oh, you got to play the Sonics. Fine. You know, it's like whoever won the East was going to win the finals. And the last few years, it's been Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Raptors. I get it. That's grading for a lot of people. Maybe you'd rather see the Warriors and Rockets. Maybe you think they were more deserving of playing in the NBA Finals than the Cavs. But that's, that comes in waves. That comes and goes. The teams are in the West and the teams are in the East. I don't know why you need to change that. Why, why mix that up? The Bucks should have to play... The Lakers or the Clippers in the NBA Finals, assuming it's one of them. You shouldn't have to play them on the road to get to the NBA Finals. And then what? So the Clippers and the Lakers are going to be the NBA Finals, possibly? That's stupid. Especially if you don't then keep it this way. So you're always going to have the one year where two Western Conference teams played each other in the NBA Finals? That's so dumb. And I don't, I don't know who is arguing for this. Who really, really wants this? Who is dying to see things reseeded? Because one year the Cavs were a four seed and they weren't that good, but LeBron willed them to get their ass kicked by the Warriors that year. Who's dying to see things rechange? And then there's this other proposal where they want to 
reseed everything as if it's some sort of pool. So what you would do is take, for example, 20 teams and have four groups of five. And the Bucks would get the number one seed, so they'd be in the first pool. You'd have the teams with the top four records in the first pool. Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, Raptors. So they couldn't be in the same pool, just like how the World Cup is seeded and, and these other things. You take the best teams and you keep them separate. And then the next level of teams would be the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Heat. So the Bucks would be in a pool, in a group, with one of those teams. And then the next level would be the Thunder and Rockets, Sixers and Pacers, and they'd be with one of those teams. And the proposal was to play a round robin to then figure out if you advance or not. So the Bucks could have their playoffs, the first round of their playoffs under this proposal that is literally, and it's being discussed, where they take teams in pools and say, all right, the Bucks play the Raptors, the Pacers, the Rockets, and the Magic. And there's five teams in that group. They play each other once. The top two teams advance to the playoffs. And the other three teams are done. So you take a team that's built to not lose in a seven-game series, and now you only have to play these other teams one time. If the Bucks only had to play these teams one time, they could easily be beat. They could be beat a couple of times. Teams get hot from three. They, they could beat the Bucks. The Bucks aren't infallible. But the Bucks do have a team that is built to win a long series. That's what I believe. And so if you take away the series component, that's against the Bucks. And then if you take away the Eastern Conference playoffs, that's against the Bucks. It just seems like every scenario right now is against the Milwaukee Bucks, Sam, and it bugs the hell out of me. The I mean, so this condensed season, if you resume it, it already puts an asterisk on the championship, whoever it is. And this just puts an even bigger asterisk on it, in my opinion. I don't get I don't get why. It just it just feels really unnecessary. I get the NHL. No, if they expanded the playoffs, if they included like one or two more teams, maybe in each conference, cool. I'd be fine with that. But I just don't see the point in reconfiguring it because when you're discussing this with your friends and all that, everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, but you guys won it that year where it wasn't even East versus West. You had to play so and so in the first round." I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're nece- It'll be different. It, it will be different. I don't think you need to start throwing the asterisks until you purposely make it. Like if they if they try to finish the regular season, if it's not 82 games, there's been regular seasons that were 50 games. We still crowned a champion. I don't, I don't look back at the 99 year that was strike shortened as or lockout shortened. I don't look back at that and saying the Spurs aren't the champions. I, I the 95 baseball season was short. I don't look at that and say uh, whoever won that year was the champions. I don't remember. I don't, I don't look back at that, I, but this will always remember, oh, there was the two months, three months, four months that they took off, they came back, but at least they played it out, and even if they didn't finish the regular season, they played out the playoffs as it should have been played out. This situation, if you just mix it up then for no reason, it doesn't make any sense, and I am worried that the, the there's a lot of, there's, where there's smoke, there's fire, there's a lot of smoke here that they want to reseed it. The group play would be really dumb. I, I don't I don't understand why you'd want to shake up the entirety of the playoffs. Play out the playoffs. Play it out. 
play it. I, I don't understand why you would want to do something different. And the coronavirus being a pandemic, that was against your control. So you can still try to figure out how to do it your normal way. But then if you start to add all these wrinkles just for the sake of it, that is against your control. And the more wrinkles you add, the you know, the sharper that asterisk looks. There doesn't need to be one. I don't think there would be one unless the NBA started changing things for no reason. And that's kind of what it feels like they might be up to. Eric Name is going to talk about this with us. Also, uh, I need to tell him that I'm quitting Twitter. I'm going to make that announcement to him. Big announcement coming up with Eric Name of The Athletic. We'll talk more NBA and Bucks with Coach Names. He joins us next. Bart Winkler, Sam Schmitz on The Fan. From the Brighton Stratton College Athletic Studios, Bart Winkler, Sam Schmitz is with us. We are going to talk NASCAR next hour. Just a little bit. Big truck series race last night. Eric Name, one of the many viewers of that. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, our Milwaukee basketball insider. Uh, Eric, yeah, Chase Elliott edging out Kyle Busch. What a race, huh? Oh, man, I I, bar- <laughs> like, I didn't even sleep last night. I, I was just, <laughs> I, it had me so enthralled that I was just dreaming of all these scenarios about what mm-hmm. could happen in the next couple races that, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So you better get some uh, sleep, I mean, bud, because there's a race tonight. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm running low, running low on energy. So we'll see if we can get through this together. But oh, uh, just get a little pit stop in there. You'll be good in no time. <laughs> hey, did you yeah, hear my news? What's your news? I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit Twitter. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a. That's a big surprise for me. That hurts me because, uh, as you know, there's one thing I enjoy about you, um, and it's your ability to tweet through it. You're always tweeting through it. Yeah, I was tweeting through it a little yesterday. Um, I'm at Winks Thinks. I'm not going to take my account down, but I mean, I'll come back at some point, but I need a, I need a long break. Not like a, I'm going to quit and then I come back the next day. I need a long break. And you're at Eric underscore name, and I, I don't want to miss out on – like looking at Twitter, but right. um, let, let me just let me just uh, read you some of the tweets I had because I, as much as I want to talk about the Bucks, and we will. Also, Eric's a good friend, and I I want to talk to a friend about my decision to maybe quit this, Twitter. This this seems like it's going to be a lot, so I'm not sure that I'm ready for it, but I'm I'm here for you. So let's do it. Well, friend in need is a friend indeed. Yeah, I said that. Uh, I said, I had a fun day watching German soccer and playing some daily fantasy. The day had a little bit of a World Cup vibe for me. Would be even cooler if there were games in America tonight, but our citizens fought each other and politicized the virus rather than taking it seriously. So, (laughs) no comment needed from you there. And then I said... Uh, I would assume that didn't go well. Well, I didn't really say what side I was on, so anyone could like that tweet. Sure. Then I said, you know, Twitter has never been more meaningless to me than it is right now. I used to get hard for how high my follower count was getting. Now, instead of trying to court people who call me a beta bitch, but then are the ones to block me, I think I'm going to reconnect with my real family and friends. I have to ask myself, is the juice worth the squeeze? 
Is having fun with my favorite Bradley Center memory and sharing experiences online worth the agony this app causes me on a daily basis? And then I finished it up with, stupid people can't respond if the smart people don't talk. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm smart is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, fig- I figured that part. Um, though you do respond a lot. So that part, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of a paradox in many ways. Um, but I changed my Twitter bio to follow at Bart Winkler show for the latest on my fan program. You don't deserve this account anymore. <laughs> at Winks Thinks. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're really, you're going through it, and that's okay. Um, I think you're not alone in that. Uh, there is a lot of people going through it right now. This has been a lot of time to spend away from, I mean, really just humans in general. Um, this is, this is a long time to not be able to socialize in a non-interactive way, um, in a non-virtual way. So, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you're alone in trying to figure out the, the value of social media or potentially the negative value of social media uh, and how it could impact your life. So I, I don't think you're alone in this. Um, you know, I do hope that it it gets better. Um, all I can do is suggest that you, uh, you know, you take some time with, with your family and your friends and you, you talk to those people. And if you, if you can go for a walk outside every little while, uh, throw the mask on and just, uh, just, just go out there and be safe. So, I mean, that's, that's all I have for you. That's, uh, I, I would agree. You know, there's, it's been weird to be cooped up in, in my apartment for a long, long time. Uh, I'm very sick of, everything in my apartment at this point the couch is stupid the love seat is stupid the lamps are stupid it's all it all looks stupid i should have done something very different with this place but there i am i'm stuck here so um i i get it i i, I get what you're feeling and you know maybe in a couple of months uh everyone will feel a little bit different i can't go for a walk today it's a good uh, suggestion but i i sprained my ankle yesterday mowing the lawn <laughs> That's, I, I mean, I was thinking maybe you had, like, sprained your ankle celebrating uh, Bruce Dortmund goal or something. So no, I'm a, I'm a Bayern Munich there. fan, bud. Bayern Munich. Oh, my bad. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy that it was a sprained ankle from mowing the lawn as opposed to uh, a celebration in your, your own apartment over there. Well, my front time. lawn has, a, like, a little hill. It's on an incline. Yeah, no, I, I've mowed the lawn before. I, I know it can happen. And I haven't worn okay. shoes in for the first time in like three months. So wearing yeah, no, shoes felt weird to me. Yeah, no, that'll get you. You know, your 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 feet aren't used to the support anymore. So uh, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. If I do quit Twitter, I mean, I'll still look at it. I can't delete the app. I have to know what's going on uh, with you, with the NBA. Right. Um. I got excited yesterday because even though I'm not a huge hockey fan, the NHL's like, here's our plan. And everyone's like, yeah, NHL's coming back. And I go, okay, but like when? Oh, I, I don't, they don't know yet. So, all right, 
It's not really coming back. It's like it's coming back, but it's not. We're kind of still in this limbo. And then when things do announce they're going to come back, like when the NBA says, if the NBA says, we're going to start July 15th. All right. Well, that's still six weeks away. And then we got to sit through training camps again. And so it is, it is going to be a long time. The other thing, and you, you just wrote a great piece on this at the athletic is it seems like there's all these different scenarios that the NBA wants to do. And we were just talking about this. They might want to, they might want to, reseed the playoffs why i don't know there might be this group stage thing it's like the bucks are a team that is built to win a seven game series and they (laughs) played good enough to have home court advantage and now they're just going to be thrown into the mix like all these other teams every scenario that comes out and you wrote about this eric it's like they all hurt the bucks yeah i mean i think it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to like hear people talk through, um, you know, all these like playoff formats and it's, it's especially interesting this year because I, I think there's a ton of stuff that goes into it. Like, first of all, this season is going to be viewed as a season that, um, you know, like, Oh, this was a different year or whatever you know, this season's going to have an asterisk. And, like, people always say that. But do you remember one of LeBron's championships came during a lockout year? Like, unless, like if you're just counting championships, like, if I tell you one of them came during a lockout year, do you really remember that? Not really. No, no I don't think there's going to be an asterisk unless but, the NBA does something stupid, like, oh, let's reseed it for some reason. That I don't know who's asking for, but they're always talking about it. Right, and and that's that's what I was going to get to because it it's the same thing with Tim Duncan and the Spurs won five championships, right? You remember the first one was in the lockout year. You probably do now that I told you, but when you're talking about how many championships Tim Duncan has, no one's like, well, he's got four and a half. If we're being honest about it, no one says that. <laughs> Like, no one says that. They just say he's got five. Like, that's how this works. So I think in the moment, you know, it really feels like, oh, there's going to be an asterisk on this season anyway. So let's try some stuff. And I feel the exact opposite way. Like, asterisks fade away. The details of history fade away as time passes. Like, that, that is very much – like, that's not even just, like, a sports thing. Like, that is just the truth of life. Like, things that feel very vivid – in this moment are far less vivid in five years. In five years, it'll be like, Hey, you remember those three months where we couldn't go outside? Yeah, that was wild. And that'll be it. Like it, we'll, we'll keep moving. <laughs> like that, that's how all of these things work. Like that's how history works is you forget about the details. You just have shades of gray. So that's why, like, I don't, I, I truly don't understand all of the, like, Let's try something new for the playoffs because this season is already messed up. It's like, well, yeah, it is messed up, but when you look back in the record books, you're going to see 65-ish games, and then you're going to see a playoff. And if you play the playoffs the exact same way, 65-ish games is a whole lot of season. Like, that, that's almost all of it. Like, it's more than 50 in the lockout season with Duncan. Right. So that that's why like I I'm not a big believer in this and you're 100% right. Like when you go through all the formats 
it's just kind of this idea that, oh, you know, we can try something, some of the things that we've been thinking about implementing all these years, like all this stuff. And I, like, so obviously the the one that doesn't change anything is just play it like normal. And that's the one I would suggest. Like, let's just play it like normal. Get it done with. That's totally fine. Then there's, like, the idea for the play-in tournament for, like, the 7 and 8 seed. Like, that hurts the Bucks a little bit. But whoever they get at the 8 seed, they're going to beat. Like, they're 17-0 against the teams that were rated 7 through 12 in the Eastern Conference this year. So, are they going to have less time to prepare than the 3-6 and the 4-5? Yes. Are they going to be maybe at a little bit of a disadvantage because of that? Maybe. But overall, like, they'll be totally fine. So, that one doesn't – I think it's still silly because the difference between the 8th and the ninth spot in the Eastern Conference is huge. It's like – six games if you go all the way down or it might even be more it might be like eight games um but it's it's a lot like in the eastern conference it it doesn't really matter so i don't think they should do that but then when you like keep going through all these things the the one argument people always make is like you know what we got to see the current 16 playoff teams from one to 16 and you know the reason why you do it is because you don't want you know the best teams to play each other before the finals. And it's like, great. Here's the deal. This year, there's three true title contenders. There's two of them in the Western Conference. There's one of them in the Eastern Conference. So right now, the Clippers and Lakers, you know, it's tough luck. Like, you guys are going to have to play each other. You guys are going to have to figure it out. But you know why that works? Because they're the second and third best team in the league. So those two teams wouldn't make sense to play each other. If you reseed one to sixteen, all of a sudden the Bucks have to play the Clippers before getting to the finals. And oh my gosh, look at that. The Lakers don't have to play anyone. Like Oh, the Lakers. You've created the like there's three true title contenders. No matter what bracket you create this year. Someone that people believe might be the best team in the league is going to play another team that people believe might be the best team in the league before the final. Like, that's how it works in these years. So, like, a lot of years this this may be something that, oh, you know, imbalance so the Western Conference can, like, deserves more teams for the Western Conference better. Not the case this year. The 16 teams that would make it are the 16 teams that would make it, whether you seed them one through eight in the East and the West or one through 16 overall. So like it's, it's not doing anything for the greater balance. The only thing that you can really say it does is make the path easier for the Lakers. And again, I don't know that that's the best message that the league wants to send. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe that's something that they would like to guarantee that LeBron would get all the way to the finals. That could be something that they're interested in, but it seems like a poor message. And then group play is just crazy. Like group play is something that you should do in like a mid-season tournament. Group, group play, play makes me the the group play discussion makes me mad that I'm alive in this point of history that I have to even hear this conversation. And like I, I would have rather been a surf in the 1200s. Because <laughs> like overall, like I think the idea is really interesting, right? Like you grab. You grab the team, you put them together, 
you let them play each other like twice in round robin play, you figure out the best in each group. But this is the one time where soccer boy Bart Winkler can really help us out here. In every FIFA World Cup, there is a group of death. Some team gets just screwed over because they are stuck in the group of death. And I like wrote it out at the athletic, but there's a real possibility. Say you just do 20 teams here and you split it into tier one of the four best records, tier two is five through eight, so on and so forth. So you go all the way down to the bottom. There's like a real possibility that a team like the Bucks could somehow get in a group of death of themselves, the Boston Celtics as a tier two team, the Philadelphia 76ers as a tier three team, the Dallas Mavericks with the league's best offense by a wide margin in a tier four game, or the tier four team, and then the Portland Trailblazers in tier five with Damian Lillard, who has said that he will only play if it means something. So now you have a motivated Damian Lillard who has beaten teams before in the playoffs by himself. And, oh, by the way, they also have C.J. McCollum. That could be your group. And then another group could be the Tier 1 Los Angeles Clippers against the Tier 2 Utah Jazz, who just had one of their 20-point scores do a surgery. That's going to take them out for the playoffs. Yeah, and their stars hate each other. Their stars hate each other. A tier three Indiana Pacers that aren't really a threat to anyone. A tier four Orlando Magic who, how did they win 30 games this year? I'm still shocked. And a tier five Sacramento Kings who, again, are the Kings. So that that those are the realities of randomly selecting a group that one team could get, you know, a really tough one while the other one will get nothing. And then... I didn't even bring in the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans would be a tier, I think, a tier five team with the Portland Trailblazers. So somehow you just got selected into a group that the worst team there has Zion Williamson and Drew Holiday. Like, that also seems bad. So to do all of this, after playing a regular season that's supposed to matter, you've totally wiped it out because there's no way to avoid groups of death because in the NBA, over a long season, there's injuries that happen, there's all these things that happen, that if you dig deep enough, you're going to find enough quality teams and you randomly select them. And then all of a sudden you have a problem for somebody that wants to play uh, random group play, randomly selected groups. Like it, it, to me... It's very interesting, but it would also be an absolute disaster to do right now because if you're curious if people would remember, oh, you remember that season that was a little bit shortened? Yeah, but they played the playoffs like normal. I think they're going to remember a season that got shortened. You took four months off, and then you came back and you did a playoff. That's totally different than anything anyone's ever done before. Like I think people might remember that one a little bit more. I uh just a couple more minutes, Eric name of the athletic all good stuff. Read his article at the athletic as well. Tell your friends, sign up great publication. My idea. One of my ideas is when they're playing these games and there's no fans, the other teams that aren't playing like a state basketball tournament need to be in the stands as fans. Do you like that idea? I like it. I actually think the players will like it. Like when I, I don't even know, I'm is a false concept at this point. Um, but like 
two months ago when I talked to Pat Connaughton, one of the things he said was uh, when I mentioned the bubble idea, and this was like when the bubble idea was first getting started, was like, I was like, you know, how would you feel about it? And he was like, well, first of all, it'd be awesome. Like, cause no one's ever going to do this ever again. Like this is like, we would be a part of history. Um, and then he's like, well, and the other thing is like, I kind of like, like, I know Duncan Robinson. That was a dude I grew up with. So I would go to heat games and want like talk junk to him and like do all of that. And everyone in the NBA is boys with somebody somewhere. Uh, there's former teammates all over the place. Like the Bucks, I'm sure would go to Indiana Pacers games and cheer for Malcolm Brogdon. Like I'm totally in on it. I you get to see a bunch of like clicks in how the uh, the NBA is like put together. Maybe you'd get some hints at what the next super team is going to be because that person is ready to you know cheer for their other friend. Like, I think there's I think there's a lot of uh, There'd be a lot of interesting stuff there. So yes, I, I agree. They, I don't know if they should be forced to do it because Michelle Roberts would not enjoy the language of players forced to do anything. But strongly encouraged to watch other games and cheer. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. Eric, name always cheering for you, buddy. Uh, when I come back to Twitter, the first tweet will be directed at you. I look forward to that. Uh, I hope probably five hours well. from now. That's okay. I'll be I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I look forward to uh, your ankle getting better, being able to get out there, uh, mow some more lawn, and uh, you know that big NASCAR truck. Hey, let's go to dinner uh, sometime. All right, you be good. Sounds good. See you, buddy. Love you. <laughs> good stuff from Eric Name. Love you too. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We are going to talk a little NASCAR. Don't let Eric Name fool you. Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski next hour. And Scott Grodsky, CBS 58. What the hell are they up to? Kevin Holden's broadcasting from his house. Scott Grodsky's the reporter. Who, who's he going to report on? There's nothing going on. We'll talk to G-Man. Scott Grodsky, coming up next. Bart Winkler Show on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 